This is Warrior Podcast, changing the world by introducing warriors to the warrior god. I'm your host, Elizabeth Andrade, here with Connor Shanahan, and today we're talking about Independence Day. We're here with a special message for all warriors, but especially first responders and military members. Romans 13, 1 through 7. Everyone must submit himself to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except that which God has established. The authorities that exist have been established by God. Consequently, he who rebels against the authority is rebelling against what God has instituted, and those who do so will bring judgment on themselves. For rulers hold no terror for those who do right, but for those who do wrong. Do you want to be free from fear of the one in authority? Then do what is right, and he will commend you. For he is God's servant to do you good. But if you do wrong, be afraid. For he does not bear the sword for nothing. He is God's servant, an agent of wrath to bring punishment on the wrongdoer. Therefore, it is necessary to submit to the authorities, not only because of possible punishment, but also because of conscience. This is also why you pay taxes, for the authorities are God's servants, who give their full time to governing. Give everyone what you owe him. If you owe taxes, pay taxes. If revenue, then revenue. If respect, then respect. If honor, then honor. Connor, what does this have to do with our world today? There's a lot in that passage, huh? Yeah. There's a lot in there. And we could spend an entire episode breaking down Romans 13. The whole chapter, we could spend a whole episode probably just on those first seven verses. But I think the point today, as you listen to this on Independence Day, is most fundamentally, most simply this. God has ordained government. God has ordained the role and institution of law enforcement. God has ordained the role and institution of the military to restrain evil in the world. And today, as a day that we reflect upon the freedom that we have in the United States of America, a day that we reflect upon and honor and celebrate those who have served, who have put themselves at danger, who have put themselves at risk in order to advance the things that we hold dear in this country, such as freedom, such as liberty, such as virtue and honor and pride. We honor you. So first responder, military service member, we do, we honor you, we celebrate you today. And your role, your life is so significant. The role that you play in the grand scheme of things is massively significant. And that is, I think, in my opinion, the most fundamental and basic point of this text is to say that God has ordained the role and uh, the authority of government in order to restrain evil in the world. And on this day, we honor you for that. We celebrate you for that. And we are thankful for your service. Connor, could you please pray for the brave men and women who have dedicated their lives to the service of this country? What a phenomenal idea. Let's do it. Let's pray. To you, Father, to the Son, to the Holy Spirit, we thank you. We honor you. And we bring honor and glory to your name today. We thank you for the freedom that we do have in this country. We thank you for the ability we have to produce a podcast like this, to speak about your word, to speak about things of eternal significance without persecution and without fear. And we thank you today for the brave first responders and service members who have put their lives on the line, who have put their, their entire futures at risk in order to serve this country, in order to be an avenger, in order to restrain evil in this world, in order to dedicate their life to restraining evil in this world, to advancing virtue, to advancing honor. And we thank you and praise you for that, God. I pray that you would bless our first responders, pray that you would bless our military service members, that you would protect them, that you would guard them. Uh, and most of all, Lord, we pray for a mighty movement of you. We pray for a mighty advance of the gospel throughout our military, throughout police departments and fire departments and, and EMS stations throughout this country, that you would move, that you would reveal yourself. 
and that you would show first responders the role that they play in your grand story, that they are agents to be used as part of your design to restrain evil in this world. For that, we're thankful. For that, Lord, we pray that they would feel honored today. For that, Lord, we pray that you would protect them. And for that, Lord, we ultimately thank you for how you have orchestrated all things to work out for our good. And it's in the name of Jesus that we pray. Amen. So today on July 4th is a day that we have barbecue parades, shoot fireworks to celebrate the day in 1776 that the 13 colonies declared independence from Britain. However, on this day, not everyone was experiencing this freedom. Connor, if you could please talk about that. It's true. And it's, it's kind of a tough thing to talk about. It's a tough thing to be honest about the history of our country because it's so much easier it's so much more comfortable for us to simply focus on the food this day. And I just want to add this quote in really quick. I was listening to some video this week from Emmanuel Acho, and in his video, he said that history is meant to be remembered, but not always celebrated. And I think what we're about to talk about is crucial for us, especially as Christians, to remember. Absolutely. That's that's a phenomenal point, because that's so true. It's so much easier to celebrate. It's so much easier to to shoot off fireworks, to enjoy some barbecue, especially down in here in Texas. What's up? Shout out Texas barbecue. Mm -hmm. It's so much easier for us to focus on that. It's much harder to wrestle with the reality of human nature, right? Mm -hmm. To wrestle with the reality of human nature in a fallen world that is naturally drawn towards things that are wicked. I mean, that's our story. We weren't made for this as human beings. God created us for good things. God created us to enjoy his presence. Because of sin, though, all of that is fractured. All of that is tainted. And therefore, we all find ourselves with this nature, with this thing inside us that is naturally drawn towards things that are wicked. And one of the worst ways that that has played out throughout human history has been the enslavement of African Americans in the United States. Right. And so while we do take time today to honor first responders unapologetically, while we do take time today to honor military service members unapologetically, as avengers used by God to restrain evil in this world. That is a very good thing, and we want to honor that. We do want to celebrate that. And we also want to be honest about our country's history. We also want to state the honest, objective fact that on July 4th, 1776, not all Americans were free. The African Americans in this country at that time were not free. And so we simply want to take a moment and simply just say, we recognize that fact. Right. We see that fact. And we want to honor our African-American brothers and sisters. We want to honor those who have a a difficult family history. This day, this is not an easy day for all people. I think that's the point. July 4th is not an easy day for African-Americans who look back on their ancestors, look back on their their great-great-great-grandparents, their great-grandparents who have experienced objective, terrible racism and oppression. And so we want to simply say to our African-American brothers and sisters, we see you. We want to honor you. We acknowledge the pain and the struggle that you and your family have experienced in this country. And we don't want to be blind to that. Even as an organization that exists, literally exists to serve first responders and service members, which again, we think is a good thing. We also want to be honest and we want to acknowledge you. We want to create space for you to express your legitimate frustrations with a celebration of independence on July 4th when that just wasn't true for everybody. And so I think that that's our heart. We just want to communicate our heart that we see you, we hear you, we want to acknowledge you, and maybe we also want to pray for you. Please, would you lead us, Connor? I would love to. Father, again, we come before you and we want to confess our hesitancy to talk about things like this. We want to confess our natural proclivity towards things that are comfortable. 
And we also want to create space right now to honor and acknowledge the suffering and the oppression that African Americans have experienced in this country from its founding day on July 4th, 1776. Not all Americans were free. African Americans were not free in this country. And so we want to create space to honor them, to see them, and to pray for them, Lord, that you would minister to them on a day like this, on a day that's difficult, and on many days that are difficult. And Lord, we just, we ask that you would move. We ask that you would draw near, as you promised to do in Psalm 34, that you draw near to the brokenhearted, that to those out there listening that on this day on July 4th would be brokenhearted, or due to recent events, due to this whole year, 2020, would be brokenhearted. Lord, that you would draw near to them, that you would show them that you do see them, that you do know them, and that you do love them, that you are inviting all people to find freedom in you, to find joy in you, to find peace in you, to find forgiveness in you. So draw near to the hurting today, draw near to the oppressed. We know that you place a high emphasis in your word, throughout your word, on uh, being an advocate for the oppressed, on speaking on behalf of those who may historically have not been able to speak for themselves. So we wanna do that and we wanna ask for a mighty movement, God, in this country, that you would help us to honestly wrestle with and address the systems that have been engineered and designed and that have resulted in the oppression of African-Americans. We pray that that would end. We pray that you would give us wisdom to do so. We love you, God. Obviously, we're not experts on this, Lord, but, but we don't have to be because you know and you can move and you can do infinitely more than we could ever ask for or hope for. And that's our prayer. Lord, do that. We love you. We trust you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So this year has been extreme. We're facing a global pandemic, racial injustice. Um, it seems for our life, at least my life, I haven't been through another time period where I can think of two sides so divided in this country. Um, but you know, I don't think that this was God's plan for us, for humanity. We're called to unity. And that just seems so difficult, so scandalous to be able to put two sides so far apart together in Christ. How can we do that? Where are we going here? I mean, that's the question, right? That's the million dollar question right now. But I love how you brought up God's design for the world. I think that's huge. And I think that has to be continually repeated. That God designed this world for good. God designed human beings for good. God designed human beings to flourish in his presence, to experience his presence, to walk with him, to worship him, to honor him, and to live, as you said, as one unified people. And we see a picture of that. I mean, that's our future. As Christians, we are guaranteed a unified, diverse picture in heaven. In Revelation chapter 5, we see this picture of heaven of, of people from every tribe, every nation, every tongue, every ethnicity in heaven with their skin color that they have on earth, right? Mm -hmm. Like every tribe, every nation, every ethnicity is going to be in heaven because we know that heaven is going to be the new earth remade. And we can do a whole episode on that as well, on our misunderstandings of heaven. But the point is, like you said, God has designed us to be, designed us for good because of sin, everything is fractured. Because of sin, everything in us is drawn towards things that are wicked. And so the point that I want to bring up here is the idea of institutions, right? Because like you said, there is so much division in our culture today where we see perhaps one quote unquote side says black lives matter. And the other quote-unquote side, I think it's silly that we have sides, but nonetheless, here we are. And another side would say, no, all lives matter, or no, we need to honor and celebrate police officers. There's this weird contradiction that I don't think should exist. That we can't be in the middle. We have to choose one side or the other. We can't affirm that law enforcement is important while also valuing black lives and exactly. saying that they, that they do matter. 100%. Black lives matter, period. <laughs> no buts, no uh, but this, no uh, but this. Absolutely. Black lives matter, period. Next sentence, also, 
police is a good thing. The institution of law enforcement is a good thing. But like you said, our culture today would, would compel us or would try to tell us the lie that we have to pick a side or that we have to align on one end of the spectrum or the other, where I think a nuanced middle ground is, is the biblical picture. As we read from Romans 13, the institution of government and law enforcement is a good thing. But our understanding of sin, our understanding of human nature ought to allow us to see that all institutions, even if they're designed for good, because they're made up of human beings, they're going to be a little messy. So certainly we do not condone the actions of, of racist police officers. We do not condone police officers murdering unarmed African-American citizens. We hate that. We stand against that. And it is ridiculous to me that you can't say, hey, those actions are evil. But also the institution of police is a good thing and we need to reform it 100%. Like reform is a good thing. More training is a good thing. More disciples. Um, more disciples. Come on, somebody. <laughs> yeah. And, and that is that is our heart here is, is to make disciples of all people. But without a doubt, just, just this note on institutions, like we should not expect any institution to be perfect because all institutions are made up of human beings and human beings are messy. So we should expect and be able to say with some nuance and grace, law enforcement is a good thing. Of course, law enforcement is, is made up of individuals. Therefore, there's going to be some mess. There's going to be some grit. And when that happens, we should be able to call that out for what it is. And we should also be able to champion those who are serving honorably as people who are restraining evil in the world. And conversely, we should, we should also be able to support Black Lives Matter as a true objective statement. Black Lives Matter. And, you know, our gut reaction is to say, well, all lives matter. And of course, like we look at Genesis, we look at the creation of all things. God has placed a special care on the human being. God has created the human being in a special way to reflect his image, to be his ambassador here on this earth. And so we would affirm that all people are created in the image of God. Absolutely. The reality is, I think the objective factual reality is uh, that African-Americans have experienced an inadequate, unjust treatment as image bearers of Christ. Exactly. Exactly. And so that's why people are bringing special attention to Black Lives Matter, because Quite frankly, as we just discussed on, on July 4th, 1776, black lives didn't really matter in this country. They were enslaved. They were not free. So I love that, that you brought this up, this point of unity. I think that's so important. And I think it's it's silly and it's disheartening that as Christians, we should be the loudest voices in the middle ground saying, yes, black lives matter. Black lives matter deeply to God. God cares about the oppressed. God cares about these wicked things. And God is an advocate who speaks for those who are, have experienced injustice and God has ordained institutions to defend evil in this world, and that's a good thing. So there's just it's frustrating that there's no nuance. There seems to be a lack of nuance and grace in these kind of conversations. And so we know that we're teetering a line here, but that's what we want to be. We want to be a people of nuance. Scandalous. Scandalous people who are saying Black Lives Matter, period. Also, law enforcement is a good thing, period. But I think that that's the biblical picture, that, that like you said, we want to honor all image bearers, and we want to honor those who have not been treated fairly as image bearers. So we're in this position of trying to stand in the middle and trying to hopefully bring unity among division. And I think, first of all, that only happens in Christ. Um, Amen. And on this day, July 4th, is we celebrate freedom because as I think as human beings, we desire to be independent mm. to the point where we want to run from God. That's our natural desire. And this is where this division comes from, is looking away from God and looking at ourselves, loving other things besides him. So this independence that I'm speaking of isn't really freedom, but true freedom comes in dependence on Christ. Amen. So in our culture, contextually, we're in, we're in Dallas, Texas. We're in the belt buckle of the Bible belt. 
and there's this interesting desire for yeah churches on fourth of july to celebrate america to celebrate freedom and independence and we love america 100 percent. we are an organization that exists to serve first responders and military members we love this country without mm-hmm. a doubt america is the best shot that we have in the world at good mm-hmm. right our democratic republic is the best system that we have with on, even on with its earth. flaws we love america 100 percent and yet, there's this interesting thing where, as Christians, we yeah we naturally feel drawn to this independence-loving, freedom-loving, liberty-chasing people, when in reality, the New Testament ethic is one of self-denial. The New Testament ethic is one who says, well, this is my natural proclivity, but I don't want that. I want Christ. I know that I'm naturally drawn towards things that are wicked. I know that, I mean, what was the very first sin? Adam and Eve saying, uh, no, thank you, God. We'll make our own rules. I know that you gave us rules to follow, but we're going to be independent. We're going to chase freedom. We're going to chase liberty on our own and make rules our own way. Tell me that doesn't sound exactly like our society today. Still, we're just replaying our natural desire for liberty and independence. And those are not necessarily biblical ideals. That's not really the New Testament ethic. The New Testament ethic is one that where Jesus says, deny yourself daily, take up your cross and follow me. Because to your point, Elizabeth, only in Christ can we find true freedom, freedom from sin, freedom from the things that have plagued us in the past. And, and only in Christ is there fullness of joy and peace and forgiveness. There's freedom in Christ from whatever experience, whether you're a police officer who's dealing with these hard feelings of everything going on in the world, or you are black dealing with these hard feelings that are going on in the world, these difficult times, um, there is freedom in Christ. Absolutely. And, and we're still going to feel the effects of it. We're still going to be frustrated by the sinful right. world. We're still going to feel persecuted and oppressed at times. We're not promised an easy life here. But in Christ, you can have a guaranteed access to the throne of God where you can be assured that he sees you, he knows you, and he loves you. No matter where you are on this spectrum, no matter what you're going through right now, no matter what immediately comes to your mind on July 4th, our heart is that you would know, again, no matter where you come from, no matter what your background, no matter what your ethnicity, that you would know that the God of the universe sees you, knows you, and he loves you. So today, I think we just want to challenge you, listener, wherever you are in your life, just as Galatians 5.13 tells us, to serve one another humbly in love. What would that look like to listen to the other side, to lay down your pride and just to say, hey, what can it hurt to listen? What can it hurt to hear the hurt that's going on in the world? Because I think that when we choose to love in this way, this is the Christ-like kind of love. This is the love that we find in Jesus Christ in, in the Christian life. And this is the love that leads us to unity rather than division. Well said. And just as we bring this to a close here, to that point, as you, as you brought up earlier, what can we do? The only thing we can do is listen to each other. The only thing we can do is serve one another in love. There's going to be no reconciliation. There's going to be no peace in inner cities and in areas that are, that are feeling the tension and the weight of this moment if we don't listen to each other. If law enforcement doesn't listen to the voices of the inner city community, and if the inner city community doesn't listen and share their story with law enforcement, what can we do? The answer in that case would be nothing. So so that's our challenge, without a doubt. Well said. What would it look like for you to listen? What would it look like for you to serve your neighbor, to serve your brother, to serve your sister by humbly listening to their story and by humbly seeking to love them right where they are in the midst of their mess, knowing that all people are messy. We're all on a journey. We're all trying to figure things out. What would it look like if you earnestly viewed that person as an individual, as a human being made in the image of God, and honored them as such? Yes, we are definitely called to live a life of love, which is the path to unity, only possible through the Son of God. And Connor, I'm so excited for our next podcast, where we're going to be discussing the book, Delighting in the Trinity, An Introduction to Christian Faith, where we will talk all about this life of love in God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Thank you for listening to us. 
If you want to trust in Christ, and if you want to learn more about unity in Him, or if you want to learn more about us, send us a message on our Instagram at WGMHQ. That's WGMHQ. We will make sure that someone gets in touch with you. This has been Warrior Podcast with Connor Shanahan. Warrior God Ministries' mission is to change the world by making disciples among military members and first responders and equipping them to be disciple makers and missionaries in their respective communities for the glory of Jesus Christ.